All right, welcome to another episode of Ceiling Breakers here at The Hive. And I'm so glad, my name's Stacy. so glad to have Audra here with me. Yes. Yay. Yay. All right, and we have a lovely guest here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're so excited today. Marcy Locke with Any Log Test Now is here with us at The Hive to talk to Ceiling Breakers about all about resiliency and what she's doing in the community. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Great. So we always like to start with, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Yeah. Um, just kind of like a little bit of your background. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was actually born and raised in Nebraska, so just north of here. And um, I went to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, uh, got my degree in finance and econ uh, before moving down to Wichita. Um, I moved down here to work in corporate America where, um, so I worked at Coke for about 10 years. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, um, recently started my own business, Any Lab Test Now. And, uh, most importantly, I'm a wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, Nick, and I have been married for about seven years now already. It's gone fast. Did you meet here in Wichita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we actually met at Coke. Oh, so, funny. Yeah. yeah. And then we have two um, beautiful children. Um, Camilla is four and Caden is two. So, hi, babies. Oh, I'll, show, I'll show them this later. They'll think that's really cool. <laughs> bye, You're on TV. I love, <laughs> I love that. I love the name Camilla, too. Thank you. Yes. My kids are the exact same age, four and two. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's a wild. We're in it. Yes, it's we are in it. And then owning your own business is like, woo. Keeps you busy, right? Keeps you totally busy. Yeah, keeps us on our toes. So tell us what any lab test now is. <laughs> yeah, so we are a direct access lab testing um, company. So essentially, um, we provide the doctor's order and people can come in and test for anything that they'd like, pretty much. Um, we have thousands and thousands of different lab tests. And um, so, you know, we do general clinical testing. We do um, like diabetes and um like cholesterol monitoring, um, hormone testing, um, micronutrient and um, uh, allergy testing, drug and alcohol testing, DNA paternity testing. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But but yeah, we provide the doctor's order so people could come right in. Our test menu has the prices, exactly what you're going to pay. Cool. And um, we mainly... Our main customers are either uninsured people, mm. so people without health insurance, or people with high deductible health insurance plans. Mm. Because, you know, most people with high deductibles, you're talking, you know, five, ten, even twelve thousand dollar deductibles. Mm-hmm. People are looking for, you know, less expensive healthcare options because it's yeah. kind of catastrophic life insurance, right? So mm-hmm. unless you have mm-hmm. a car accident or, you know, something that lands you in the hospital, you're probably not going to hit your deductible in a given year. So people are looking for less expensive out-of-pocket options. Um, so that's where we kind of fit in and save people money. Oh, that's awesome. So yes. when you say you provide the doctor's orders, that mm-hmm. means a doctor doesn't have to send them to you. They right. can just say, I want to know more about what why I'm tired and give me a nutrients test. Yep. Or Yep. I have a lot of women come in and say, I just feel like something's off maybe mm. with my thyroid. I'm super mm. tired or... So we'll test their iron levels, we'll test their vitamin D levels, we'll test their um, just overall hormone levels. And and it helps a lot of women because it's it's hard for doctors too because 
because they can't order those tests unless they have like a diagnosis or like a reason to. It can't just be like, a, oh, I feel like something might be off with my mm -hmm. thyroid in order for insurance to cover it. So we have a lot of people come in and, you know, a lot of men come in and get their testosterone checked mm -hmm. um, or just they're like people get their A1C checked, um, cholesterol, that kind of thing. And, and so, yeah, we they can just come in. They don't need a doctor to send them and, and they can just get tested right then and there. We accept walk-ins or appointments. That's so awesome. That's such a good service yeah. because, I mean, just thinking about something like I, something feels off, I feel tired, like that's something that I feel like I hear friends and yeah. you know, myself mm -hmm. think and say yeah. often. So yeah. just to be able to go somewhere and have someone tell me, these are the things I would suggest you get tested based on what you're telling me. Yep. That would be really cool. Yeah, well, and, you know, since I own a lot of testing business now, <laughs> I've been able to do some testing um, because, you know, I... I was feeling very tired. And you know, we have small kids, like mm -hmm. yeah. everyone's tired. Yeah. You think you're, just, tired. Yeah, you're just tired yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. You're just tired, but it was like a level where it, I knew something was not right. I was like, I should not be like this tired. Yeah. And and so I did I got my iron and vitamin D and a bunch of nutrients checked and I was very low in both. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are right now, especially vitamin D. Mm -hmm. We've all been locked up for the winter and we've been inside with COVID, mm -hmm. you know, and um, so you're not getting that vitamin D from the sun every day. And so, I mean, we do, we've done so many vitamin D tests and almost everyone is low. Do wow. you prescribe mm -hmm. the things? Like once they find out I'm low in vitamin D, do you say, here's how you fix that? Yeah, no. So, so we don't treat or diagnose. Okay. We're just doing the lab testing. Okay. But mm -hmm. then if you are low, that's when you would want to see your doctor. And mm -hmm. I'm actually, I actually see my doctor tomorrow to talk through some of the deficiencies that I have. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends has been mentioning your um, B12 shots. Yes. Has given her a ton of energy. Yes. So Ooh. I'm super interested in that. <laughs> I'm like, coffee and B12. And yes. 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 It is a game changer. So um, you ladies will have to stop by the store because um, yeah. I'll definitely hook you up. But it is, um, man, it's like a boost of energy. But the thing that I feel the most is better sleep. Mm. So it's like oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep very much. I'm like, yeah, she's talking to you. I know, like no tossing and turning. Yes. Just deep sleep. I I'll be honest, I was skeptical at first. Like when I got my first one, I was like, I'm not expecting to feel a whole lot, you know. And then like <clears> two or three nights later, I was just like, for two nights in a row, I was like, what is going on? Like I'm not a bad sleeper, but I didn't realize that I was like tossing and turning yeah. until I didn't. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm never going without it again. So I get one That's every two awesome. weeks. That's awesome. You don't have to check it um, out. Yeah, my husband's taking them now, and my um, parents take them too. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Cool. Yeah, yep. and we we try to make it really inexpensive so that more people can access it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, it's been really popular. People, once they get their levels up and start to really feel the benefits and people are coming back for it. Yeah, so, oh, that's awesome, yeah. that's great. <laughs> I know the last show we were talking about how, um, how I'll just a morning person, I said I'm not a morning person, but I didn't explain why I'm not a morning person. It's because I just don't sleep well. I go to, it takes me forever to go to sleep. I don't, mm -hmm. I wake up a lot, I toss and turn. Yep. Um, and so a lot of times that early morning hours is when I sleep the best, yeah. when you're supposed to be getting up at yeah. like four, five, six in the morning is when I like sleep the best. So I don't know, I've always, and I've taken the, you know, mellows have to take like handfuls of melatonin, uh -huh. whatever. So maybe, you know, and so yeah. just always, always trying to find stuff and talking to the doctor and not wanting to take something that's, you know, habit forming and everything. Right. So yeah. that's a good tip. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. come by and um, you'll yeah. <laughs>
So starting a business during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you right? yeah, I recommend everybody do that. No, so um, yeah, you know, my husband and I had wanted to start our own business pretty much our whole life. Like we just didn't necessarily have an idea of what we wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I learned about any lab test now and found something I was super passionate about, like I mean, you know, I think everyone agrees that the the healthcare system is broken to say mm-hmm. the least, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I personally had tried to go get lab testing and nobody could tell me what it was gonna cost me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even either through my insurance or not, like I didn't know what my options were. Yeah. I didn't know what it was gonna cost. I'm like, well fine, I just won't do it. But I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. You know? And so I looked into it and sure enough there is a better way. And I'm, you know, a huge advocate for transparency and pricing, especially when it comes to healthcare. I mean, in my opinion, healthcare should be a competitive marketplace, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, any other service that you want to go buy and Mm -hmm. you should know what the prices are. And so anyway, I'm really passionate. I've always been really passionate about that, but then I found this business that allowed me to, you know, help the community with, with exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. And so, you know, the timing wasn't great because it's like, well, man, do I start up a brick and mortar business in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) when you don't have the foot traffic, you Mm -hmm. don't have as many people out and about. Mm -hmm. And you didn't test for COVID right away. Is that correct? No. Yeah. When we were started looking at any lab tests now, which is a franchise, um, they weren't testing for COVID at that time. But you were looking at it in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. Mm, Okay. Yes. And so it ended up, you know, my husband and I had some very you know, <laughs> very deep talks about, man, you know, is this, this is risky, Yeah. but we believed in the long-term, you know, value of this for the community so much that we just, we decided to move forward despite the pandemic. We had no idea how long it was going to last, um, but we just knew that, or we felt very strongly that the long-term demand for this service would be there, especially with, you know, healthcare continues to move more toward direct access. And we wanted to be the first to bring an all direct access place to Wichita. That's amazing. So, well, and I've, <laughs> I've talked to so many female entrepreneurs lately who um, we talk about kind of like taking the risk and how that is scary or yeah. feeling imposter syndrome and yep. the the sort of, I don't want to say solution, but the um, go-to that the ladies I've been talking to have been saying are to take the the risk and the um, feelings of imposter syndrome off, off yourself and put it towards mission. And it sounds like that's just what you did. Mm-hmm. You decided to go all in for this mission. Yeah. And yes, take the, the personal and financial risk of starting a business, but yeah. because you took the the um, view off of that and put it towards mission-based. Yep. And I think that's why female entrepreneurs in this community are so strong mm-hmm. because so many of us mm-hmm. believe in the mission of what we're doing and that's going to, yes. you know, keep us going. Yeah. And I think that's what ultimately made me feel so strongly about this and, and actually gave me the courage to move forward. It's because like, I don't think I could put everything in financially, you know, effort the, without the passion that I have for the, for the reason behind what I'm doing. And it's all worth it when somebody comes in who doesn't have insurance and they haven't been to the doctor or tested for anything for years Mm -hmm. and they're finally like oh my goodness i've been wanting to get tested i just didn't have a good affordable option and it's like 
that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, it's, and that's why I do what I do is to help those people. So, so yeah, you're right. It's like that mission just keeps the fire burning and it's like, all you want to do is help all these people who just are looking for a better option to keep themselves healthy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's amazing. So you mentioned the COVID testing. So did, did you start doing COVID testing? Once, yeah. 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 So, um, once those became available? Yeah. Well, actually it was more of a, the brand any lab test now and, and the, the corporate, mm-hmm. um, you know, company was really careful with it because they wanted to make sure that we didn't, you know, um, we wanted to keep our, our base business of clinical and pe- have people feel comfortable coming into our store mm, yeah. to get their normal testing done and not mm-hmm. worry about, you know, catching COVID. And so what, what a lot of owners, including myself, did is we focused on asymptomatic testing mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there, there are quite a few places that you can go to get a free COVID test if you're feeling symptomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so where we differentiate, differentiated ourselves was with the COVID test for travel. So you, oh, most people, yeah. you need a PCR mm-hmm. test to travel internationally mm-hmm. and even to some places in the United States. Um, I know Hawaii is requiring that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we provide the test for travel and because, you know, insurance doesn't typically pay for that anyway because it's um, a non-medical, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not medically necessary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we have such a quick turnaround time that people are willing to pay for that test because we can get it to them the next day. Mm-hmm. Whereas most places are, you're looking at three mm-hmm. to five business days, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been, you know, we've been able to do some COVID testing, stay safe and healthy with without, you know, having a lot of symptomatic COVID patients come in the door, mm-hmm. um, but also part, partake in in that business, I guess, yeah. if you want to, you know, make it a positive. Yeah, helping provide a solution to yeah. people who, yeah. just like you said, don't necessarily want to go into the you know, COVID testing, big setup that they have yep. because they just are traveling out of state and need a test. That's, exactly. That's awesome. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So that's been a good way to, you know, get people in the door and let them know what else we, what else we offer mm-hmm. so that, you know, when they need those other lab tests mm-hmm. down the road, hopefully they'll come our way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to switch gears and talk resilience? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what resilience <laughs> means to you. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you started a, a yeah. brick and mortar in the pandemic, so you're resilient. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I think it's it's just all about, to me, resilience is, I guess, how you respond to challenges that come your way, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just staying the course. Like, once we made that decision that we were going to move forward, it's like, you know, anyone who started up a business there's no playbook. There's no, here's exactly what you need to do. It's, you just have to, you know, be resilient and you have to just adapt and, and figure it out as you go and, you know, dig in and learn it. And, uh, to me, it's, it's, you know, you can't control the circumstances always. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we can't, right? Mm-hmm. No one can control COVID. Um, but you can control how you respond to it, how you react to it. And, um, and yeah, we just, you know, I think choosing to just move forward, making that decision and just going for it, you know, um, it was really scary, but, you know, we're really glad that we did. And um, for the long term, I think that we'll continue to see the benefits um, of that. But yeah, I mean, just staying the course. And, you know, one thing that's happened to me recently is, you know, we're three months in. Okay. I opened at the end of wow. December. Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, 
like we'll have really good days where it's like, oh man, we're doing awesome. I'm so excited. Like I'm going to conquer the world, you know? And then we'll have really humbling <laughs> days yeah. where it's like, you know, you have two or three customers and you're like, you're allowing that yeah. doubt to Are we going to make it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did I do? Yeah. You know, am I going to survive? Like, ah. Uh. So one thing about resilience that I've learned is just stay in the course. Don't ride the highs too high. Mm-hmm. Don't ride the lows too low. So good. Just, you know, focus on what you need to do each and every day. Focus on your strategy mm-hmm. and just don't let the highs and lows, you know, distract me. Yeah. It's really helped me because... It was kind of it, it's a roller coaster. Like you would mm-hmm. you would not believe how much it varies. Like one day it's like customer back to back to back. Next day it's like yeah. Does anybody know we're here? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Come um, get a B12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's not all that uncommon in normal times either, right? Like yeah. when we first opened the brewery, we had those days, especially like on the weekdays where, you know, I mean, I think we've always had at least a couple of customers. Yeah. And it's gotten better uh, as people knew, knew that we were open yep. um, during the week because we were just open on the weekend to start with, like the first six months or something. Uh-huh. And I remember my dad's also a small business owner, and I remember him telling me, well, you can't be busy every day. Like people aren't drinking beer every day. Or, <laughs> like how much well, do you exactly need to be open? Exactly. And I'm just like, well, I think we need to be, you know, it's just I always keep that in mind when um, when you have those down days. It's like, well, it's not going to be super busy every day, but yeah. hopefully you can get enough on those busier days to offset those. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's always going to be a thing. But I know during the during the shutdown and we were just doing like to go only and yeah, just like barely seeing. Everybody wants to talk, you know, and yeah. they just everybody everybody wants to like hug and it was just yeah. so it was just so crazy. And then just and then just talk about not sleeping, just wondering if you're going to make it every day, you know, and that's just, and that's, that's a normal thing with a new business, but we've been open for five years. We just thought, oh, we're, you know, we should be fine now. Yeah. But then this all happened. I think question everybody's, (laughs) everybody's resiliency for sure. Can we make it, can we make it through this and get out on the other side? Yeah. When do you feel like you hit that turning point of you're like, okay, we're going to be okay. I think we, during the first shutdown, when everybody was shut down, we actually did pretty well with our to-go stuff. It wasn't how we would normally be, mm-hmm. and we couldn't have as much staff working, of course. But we're lucky; a lot of our um, a lot of our team have other other jobs and stuff, so oh, yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, were, but people were getting like nine crawlers to go, and people, Heck everybody yeah. wanted to support. You know, they were getting yeah. food to go at restaurants. Everybody wanted to support that, so we we felt like we were going to be okay, especially with the grants and the PPP and all the assistance. Yeah. And then we reopened and it was slow, but we still thought, okay, here we go. And then they shut us down again in August because the bar bar shut down and we don't technically were a bar because we don't serve food. And so that was hard because it seemed like everybody else was open but us. Yeah. And so people weren't doing as much to go because they were going to other places. So August was the slowest month we've ever had since wow. we've been open and it was very scary. Um, but then once we got through that, I think we kind of knew that if we can just just kind of, you know, and, and not comparing numbers all the time to last year's numbers, especially the holiday oh, season. Yeah. Holiday yeah. season wasn't near where it should be, but it was like we could get by. Yeah. Um, and I think we, once we got to the new year, we were really worried that January is sometimes really slow in that industry anyway. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't as slow as we thought. And then as people start, you know, once we started seeing the you know healthcare workers and teachers getting the vaccine and that then we kind of, okay, if we can all just make it a little bit longer, I think. So really probably wasn't till like, recently, like January, February, where we wow. felt like, okay, I think we're going to be, you know, it's not like we're going to close tomorrow, but I yeah. think we were always had that fear in the back of our mind. And now it's like, okay, we could start planning a little bit because yeah. I'm a planner and I do all the events and stuff. And it's yeah. like, it was so hard to plan. And even for him to brew, like how much beer does he even need to make? We don't want a bunch of beer sitting around. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just seeing that really just the last few months of just like, 
okay, you know, I'm using my planner again. Like I can <laughs> talk to people about what's coming. Yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're looking at, you know, potentially going on vacations and things again. Yeah, I think everybody's yes. feeling that. So, so yeah, even just, you know, just recently. So I can't imagine doing that while also yeah. <laughs> starting. So. I know. Well, and, you know, I think that, 2020 is going to be an anomaly for everybody. Yeah. Like for, mm-hmm. When you look at financial statements, like year over year, yeah. it's out the window. Yeah, right? just like take it out. Whether you're Clorox, who probably had a very good 2020, yeah. or you know, some of the restaurants That's industry true. That, that struggled, it's going to be an anomaly for everybody. And um, but, Okay, I have a question. Am I allowed to say Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> is this whole to-go alcohol thing going to stick around after COVID? Um, so, <laughs> give us the deep. Yeah, yeah. so Crawlers or growlers oh, really? at your at your local breweries. Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, but the, the the law that they changed with the ABC was um, the curbside pickups. A lot yeah, of places. Yeah. So they started actually um, in this area. It actually started in Kansas City first, where some Kansas City breweries were getting like in trouble because they were trying to do curbside pick. Because your liquor license technically ends with your you know your patio or wherever you're building. Your, oh, okay. Yeah. Your your premise is, is is wherever your property is. Is where that ends. So just stepping outside to like, or a parking lot or something, or outside your door even, yeah. to to hand somebody you know a six pack or something wasn't a thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so they made they lifted that because right. they, they everybody was just trying to keep everybody safe. And then they started doing the the drive through. People have drive throughs yeah. and um, you know some some businesses have had some success with that. So they're actually lo- we have a lobbyist in Topeka. <laughs> you know we have a, nice. and um, that helps because you know every year everybody the. It's like let's you know liquor liquor tax is already ten percent, so it's like every year like let's like at twenty five percent, and so mm-hmm. we have a lobbyist that's like how about we don't do that, and so to help us out. So that's typically what he's dealing with, but this year that's what they're they're talking about keeping keeping those because yeah. there's no reason why no. you shouldn't be able to get things to go, and it's in a container, and it's not it's not any different than going to a liquor store that's in a container. I mean, right. exactly, you could right. open that up in your car, you know. So I think it's it's it's. Hopefully, we're hoping that it's opening the door. Not that we're going to have like open container everywhere, right? But that it opens the doors because they got that done very quickly. Usually, ABC and government agencies are very slow yes. to get things done and to approve things and to and it happens super fast. So we're hoping that that will stick and then it open the door up to maybe you know because Kansas has always had pretty strict, yeah, pretty strict well, rules. I've so noticed that, like, yeah, even coming from Nebraska, like, yeah, it's more strict here. It's like I can buy wine and. Walmart at Nebraska. I know. Yes. You have to go to an actual liquor store here. Well, I was telling my sister-in-law, who Mm -hmm. is Stacy's cousin, actually, I was like, Costco has the best Prosecco. $7 a bottle. bottle. It's amazing. And she's like, girl, Costco doesn't sell alcohol here. And I'm like, what? Where did you get that Prosecco? Why didn't you tell me that's a Prosecco? They do sell. I'm like, cancel, plane ticket. You know what else they have is the, um, those ice pops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My brother buys us up in Omaha, and I'm like, like the summer, I'm like, I'm coming. Make sure you <laughs> well, they just recently, well, in the past few years, just started, or past couple of years, I think, just started doing this. You know, we used to have three, two beer in the grocery oh stores. And people would know that and they'd go, that. and you're like, uh, where'd you buy that? Did you buy that at Dylan's? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and so now you can get like craft beer and stuff. And so that yeah. was, but yeah, still That's no cool. wine. And like, so many. Hey, so so steps, thinking right? this, we'll, steps, we'll yeah. thinking that, yeah, if we can make this happen, why can't, you know, everyone's being responsible. Why can't exactly. we? So I, that we're hoping it's going to open some doors for sure so definitely a positive that could come out of it and if you yeah. 
really like those Spangles drive through. Yeah. They seem to be doing really well. This weekend, my mom was like, did you see Spangles has a Red Bull and vodka drive through? I'm like, mom, when did you ever have a Red Bull and vodka? She's like, I've had one. She's like, but for a dollar or whatever. If I can get it for a dollar, I'm going to get it, right? I'm like, where's my mom? What do you do with her? Oh my gosh, who knew? Sorry to tell my people. No, no. Like I said, we could just chat yeah. all day. And yeah. actually, I kind of wanted to know what was your turning point? Like you kind of yeah. said, resilience to you is like sticking the course, not running the highs or the lows. So yeah. once you decided that you were going to open this business, mm-hmm. you just went all in. So what was that turning point? What what did that action look like? Like what tactically did you do to say, like was it you you paid the franchise or like what was your turning point? Yeah. So um, you know, many many conversations with my husband, just like. And then it all came down to, you know, we put together our projections Mm -hmm. and, you know, we did lots of scenarios. Like we both work at Coke, we're very analytical, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like we put together tons of scenarios and and we just, almost every scenario was successful. So it's Mm -hmm. like, yes, there was, were, you know, downside um, scenarios, but uh, we felt very strongly that even, um, we just got to the point where we felt like we felt pretty confident that we could be successful with the business. And so once we... Once we landed on that, we had a celebratory dinner at Chester's, mm-hmm. we cheers champagne, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, I made the call to the franchise to let them know, hey, we're yeah. in, yeah. we're moving forward, <laughs> cut that check, and yeah. for the franchise, be like you're saying, and woo! Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, and it was just all pedal to the metal from yep. there, and then it was, you know, finding a location, which mm-hmm. during the pandemic is... Oh, yeah, there you have that. Yeah, (laughs) there's that. You can also play to a benefit because there's not a ton of people wanting to start up. So, you know, it gives you a little bit of leverage on, um, you know, rent and things like that. So that actually played out okay. Um, Found a, you know, it took us a while because there were a couple, you know, two, three months there where we were just kind of in limbo till we could find a location because I sure wasn't going to settle on location. It's so important Mm -hmm. to the success of a, you know, any kind of retail business. So you know, finally found a space, you know, 21st and Rock was an intersection that I was looking at from the get-go, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. found a perfect little spot for us um, over there in the strip mall between Verizon and uh, Jimmy's Egg, over by Torchies, are you guys familiar with? Yeah. Um, So we're just in that little strip mall over there, and um, great great visibility on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Once we we found our space, though, it was, like, really pedal to the metal, because then it's, like, filled out. Um, was no time quick. to waste. No, yeah. no time yeah. to waste. We wanted to get open as quickly as we could. You mm-hmm. know, like I wasn't working anymore. Um, I actually um, left in June, and then we opened in December. Okay, yeah. so wow. that's still pretty fast, though. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we didn't sign our lease until like middle to end of October. Oh wow! And then we were up and running December twentieth. So it was that's amazing. We pushed really mm-hmm. hard to get open yeah. by the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that you said you um, ran the scenarios, you were analytical about your success, and then you celebrated mm-hmm. before you made the call. I just love that. Like, I feel like so many yes. women, including myself, I'm the biggest, this is a huge fault of mine. I don't celebrate. I don't take yeah. that time yeah. to like celebrate things. I just kind of move on to the yeah, next thing. Yeah, move on to the so next thing. I just yep. love that you have that memory and that you marked that time yes. with that dinner at Chester's, the champ- champagne cheers, and the phone call. Yep. Yeah, awesome. it was a really special day and kind of makes me like tear up just thinking about it because it was just like my husband is my biggest champion. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, 
he firmly believes that I can do more and I'm capable more than even what I believe I'm capable mm-hmm. of, you know, and um, so just to have his full support, mm-hmm. my family's full support, you know, a huge reason we went into it and, and wanted to be entrepreneurs is because I want my kids to grow up and see it. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that they can do that if they want to, mm-hmm. if they put their mind to it, if they find something they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I want them growing up helping me in the store, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, seeing entrepreneurship on a day-to-day basis and I want their first job to be sweeping the store and mm-hmm. you know I want to teach them work ethic and and it's hard to do sometimes like living in a city like I'm from kind of a country yeah. area where it's like manual labor teaches you good yeah. work ethic yeah. you know and so living in a city I was always worried about that mm-hmm. a little bit um but this is a way that I found that I feel like we can really teach them a solid work ethic and and how to work hard for what you want I love that that's so great. Yes, that's so great. Well, and then celebrating the little things, the little successes. You're right. It's most business owners are like, we can't celebrate till we do this, or then it's this. It's always something. We celebrate. I think we first celebrated when we signed the lease um, for our building. We went to Mort's, and I think that was. But you know, there's been a lot of other times when we didn't, and I think we definitely had to learn that during the pandemic. And we always would be like, "What's your good news this week?" And yeah. we, we were doing with our staff. We have very small staff, and before the before the testing was available or the the numbers were too high, we would do. You know, we're still around each other without masks. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We would do a virtual tap room on Friday evenings, mm-hmm. and actually, that's one thing we're going to talk about this. But that's one thing that. Um, I will miss mm-hmm. that. That was like, I got to, cause usually not everybody works at the same time. Yeah. And we, we get together maybe like quarterly or something, but we don't all get to hang out. So every Friday we would get like pizza from like a local place and beer from other breweries because you know, everything was to go. Yeah. And we do this, we called it virtual tap room. So people could like talk to us and we could talk to them cause it was during, it was during the shutdown period. Yeah. Um, and we felt comfortable around each other at that time. And, um, that was something that we, every week we started, sharing like good news, even if it was just something so small. Right. And we'd share it, you know, on social media and stuff. And then other people would share their good news. And it just, sometimes it was just yep. the smallest little thing, but yeah. it's good. And they were like, we need to start being like this all the time. And yeah. I, that's something for me. And that's what I was going to, the question I was going to ask was kind of what's something that good, I guess it's good yeah. that came from the pandemic or what's something that you'll like miss from, mm-hmm. from this past year as we move forward. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's such a hard thing because, you know, the pandemic is, you know, it's been terrible for the most part. Obviously, a lot of people lost loved ones, you know, and mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. never want to minimize that. But also, like, it's good to find the good, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I think that I will look back at 2020 as an absolute life-changing year. Mm-hmm. You know, I started a business. I left my job that I never thought that I would leave. Yeah. And, you know, um, I took a huge leap into business ownership. But also just that time that I spent with my family, you know, it's like I spent the summer with my kids. Like they were home with me. It's like I, you know, I can never get that time back with them. And it was so awesome to spend that time with them. Um, but I think it just, you know, as far as good coming out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I think I think almost everyone has a like refound. I don't know if that's actually a word, but um, mm-hmm. sense of just what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's spending time with the people you love and not mm-hmm. taking that time you have with them for granted. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, for me, I think it's just our health. You know, people are focused so much more on our health. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a good thing for the long term, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, you know, COVID is a terrible virus and and it killed a lot of people. But, like, there's a lot we can do to um, keep ourselves healthy from the major killers like, you know, um, cardiac 
mm-hmm. disease, yeah. um, cancer, diabetes, these things that, you know, a lot of times can be prevented with lifestyle changes. And yeah. so focusing on those things, which I've seen it, you know, I've seen it firsthand. People are focusing more on that. And, you know, it's just really rewarding to be able to help people do that and mm-hmm. continue to focus on their health. And I just hope that that state sticks or excuse me, yeah. sticks around because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the virus is terrible and I don't, I would never like um, downplay that, but it's like, there's a lot of other things that we as a society and a culture need to focus on to get mm-hmm. healthier too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just accept that type two diabetes is part of our world. Exactly. We, we accept that. Yeah, um, true. You know, and I'm not, again, I, I want to be super sensitive too, but yeah. we just accept all of these diseases that are part of our world that we can actually actively exactly. work to prevent. Mm-hmm. And, but you don't, you know, they're not on the news all the time like, like COVID is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's true. So it, you're right. I mean, just an overall focus, refocus on health is yep. such a beautiful thing that has come from. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. I know. And we never want to downplay, but I think we, spent, sure. we spent a year talking about, oh, hor- you know, the, couldn't even watch the news. It was just so horrible. Right. Yep. And so being able to share now that we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, I think that's that's something that we're, we're going to be doing here all month. So yeah, it's exciting. Yay. Yeah, awesome. Any last um, takeaways on resiliency or anyone who's maybe working in corporate America that that is thinking about starting mm-hmm. their own business just any yeah. tactical or wisdom you want to share yeah I mean it, it's easy to say you know take the leap and, and just do it you know and um but ultimately like you have to do what makes you happy and what allows you to um feel the most fulfillment right like I do know and I have learned that life is too short to not feel like you're contributing at your highest potential, mm-hmm. right? And and that ultimately spurred me to, you know, take things into my own hands and, and luckily enough I had a concept that I felt strongly enough to go to go do it. But yeah, I mean, life's too short to to not go for it mm-hmm. if you, you know, are able mm-hmm. and and that's that's the hard part you know we saved for a really long time and we were looking for you know investment opportunities and things like that so this wasn't an overnight thing mm-hmm. this was years and years of living within and even below our means you know my husband and I both drive old you know 2010 vehicles like yeah. um and and uh so we that allowed mm-hmm. us to save for a long time to then be able to do this right yeah. because it takes a lot yeah so yeah. I love that I smart. think that's one of the best pieces of tactical advice you could give to someone who wants to start mm-hmm. a business is make the sacrifice before you get to that point, drive the old car, save the money, mm-hmm. live under your means, even if you don't know exactly where you want to be. But if you know entrepreneurship is something that you want to pursue mm-hmm. at some point, yep. live like no one else, mm-hmm. you know, so that when you get to that point where that opportunity yeah. comes, you can say, this is what we've been saving for, yep. or this yeah. is what we've it's been, great. you know, not driving our dream car for. Yeah. 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 Great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been so great. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having so, me. Um, oh, so you were telling us where to find you and yes. how people can t- get 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 their tests yes, done. I should start with that. Yes. <laughs> End with that. Um, yeah. Yes. If any lab test now, we are at Twenty First and Rock. Um, our address is seventy seven seventy seven East Twenty First Street. Um, and yeah, you can give us a call at three one six. Six seven seven eight seven seven zero, or yeah, we always accept walk-ins as well. So twenty verse and rock. Cool. Yeah. yeah. On Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Facebook Perfect. and Instagram. So um, 
give us a follow and we offer you know specials and stuff on there sometimes and fun things that we have going on so pretty yeah. cool right. thanks again thank yes. you guys so thank much you. i really appreciate it all right, all right. Bye. we'll see you next week everybody bye